You're listening to the first ever Breakfast Club Outdoors podcast. We're sitting here at a undisclosed location in central Arkansas, bringing you the best public land waterfowl duck hunting podcast ever. My name is Coleman Westcott, part of the Breakfast Club Outdoors. I'm sitting here with other Breakfast Club Outdoors members. Who do we got here? I'm Dylan Johnson. And Mike Dye. Michael Dye. So we're here, we're going to talk about some randomness, and you guys are going to listen. Hopefully you like it. I guess uh, we'll start out with how we got into duck hunting and and, uh, our experience as far as chasing these birds in the wintertime. Dylan, how how did you uh, start duck hunting? Oh, I was like 12 years old, growing up in Missouri, central Missouri. I uh, went out with my brother for the first time. I loved it, so I figured uh tried out a few more times, and I joined the military, moved to Little Rock, Arkansas, and uh, that's what they do around here is duck hunt, so I figured I better uh, get in or get out, and I got in. Heck yeah. So did you start chasing them uh, in the major public, land, or public WMAs, or how did you go about it? Yeah, when I lived in Missouri, we usually uh, went mostly uh, private land because I, my parents owned land up there. But when I moved to Arkansas, kind of got to start somewhere, so public land was it for me. I bought a boat, um, went out with my buddies. It was a little dangerous, a lot different than Missouri, but I just figured uh, that's how you got to kill ducks around here. There you go. Got to find them somewhere. It's eye-opening for sure. What about you, Mike? All right, so... I'm originally from Georgia. We don't have ducks out there. I don't even know what the flyway is. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I came out here to Arkansas, met some uh, two good guys out here, showed me uh, the ropes of uh, some new duck hunting. So I used to really be big into deer hunting and stuff, never did the duck thing. Um, whole new experience, whole new game of change, uh, getting in the woods and getting out there super early, trying oh, to beat yeah. people to the public land. So tell us about your first early morning duck season boat ride me and dylan initiated this white boy earlier oh, last sure. year and his first season we uh, threw him on a boat ride and he had a little pucker factor i think <laughs> yeah when you get on a boat and you're flying through the woods and all you see is trees coming at you and somebody's back there steering the motor and you don't even know if, <laughs> if they know where they're going you got yeah. some bright leds lighting up the the trees it feels like you're going 100 miles an hour because you can't see anything and everything's coming at you so fast. Dude, it's a great time. That's one of my favorite parts of duck season. Run into the duck hole. Uh, no kidding. Well, um, how did how did this Breakfast Club Outdoors thing start? Well, we always we always cook breakfast. You know, Coleman's known for cooking some pretty mean fat burritos in the yes, duck blind. Oh, yeah, we were just kind of sitting around, and uh, sometimes you had a hard time killing ducks. But you can always <laughs> count on the breakfast, right? If, if, you're, you, know if you want to have a good time during duck season, you got to bring some other factors into it sometimes. And breakfast burritos was one of a one of those factors for us. Um, well, when you leave the house at midnight, <laughs> you know, and by four o'clock in the morning, heck, the last time you ate was at dinner time, so yep. you get pretty hungry. Yep, and then usually you don't eat. You know, you hunt all morning, and then you don't get to eat until you leave. And most of the time, that's around noon, one o'clock. You're headed out, you know, back to civilization. So, yeah. it 
for fat boys like us, we got to eat, man. So. Yeah, nutter butter bar, don't cut it at no, the gas station. No kidding. And then your coffee's yeah. cold by that point. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, we're all getting ready for for uh, the next season here, the upcoming season, and we want to just give us some few pointers about public land hunting in general, right? Everybody seems to, uh, the group think now is that everybody has problems with each other as far as setting up too close or the, just the general duck hunting etiquette. Um, it's kind of like golf in my mind. You know, there's certain things you do on a golf course and there's certain things you do when you're duck hunting. And uh, with you guys being experienced or fairly new experience, um, we can talk about that kind of thing and maybe get the word out as far as how we have some success dealing with your high school guys or people that are hunting grandpa's hole or whatever, you know. So um, what's the biggest issue you see, Dylan, as far as etiquette-wise and and going through? Well, people want to come rolling up on you at 6 a.m. in the same duck hole that you're in because they don't see you. Right. That's one big thing I always had uh, troubles with. And then others, when you got ducks flying around and you got a group of people out there sharing the same you know acreage or pond yeah uh sky busting sky busting is huge around here in arkansas People oh just, yeah what do you think about i got it? my long range choking i'm fucking i'll get out there and reach them yeah yeah you uh you think about the situation that folks are in you know duck season is huge in arkansas and everybody most a lot of people don't have time to scout and yeah. so they're kind of relying on their past holes that they know they don't really know where the birds are going so They'll, uh, they'll follow you out. To they'll the follow you out to the hole, or set up a, exactly hundred yards away, right? Or they'll set up, or they'll uh, go to the hole that their buddies told them to go to, and you know they don't really take the time to scout and figure out where the birds are. So that's a huge issue for me. And and one thing is, you said you'll have somebody come up at six o'clock in the morning on you. It's because we're hidden. You know, we get to that hole, and and we hug them trees you know what i'm saying exactly, uh, yeah. the biggest advantage you can have is to be hidden doesn't matter what type of camo you're wearing uh the biggest advantage is to is to be uh out of sight from the birds because they obviously they have a bird's eye view you know so they can see you standing right there eating your breakfast burrito if you're if you're dicking around too much right so um you know see we see your pearly blue eyes <laughs> yeah right my pearly the... blue eyes my wife likes those blue eyes yeah, well, she, she does she does now how do you usually set up when you when you find your spot when we find the hole and we're scouting and you flush up those birds and you decide to come back the next day and set up how do you usually set up you set up with the wind birds facing you or do you like to set up in a crosswind how do you go about it mike Man, honestly, you're asking the wrong guy. Uh, I just follow the lead of the two experts here and uh, get in the tree that they tell me to get up and There dance, you go. You okay. Know? You stay but, by uh, the dog, huh? No, we we like to, uh, you know, shoot into the wind, don't we, most of the time? Yeah, a lot of times we'll set up where the birds are landing into the wind. And the fact that the birds are staring right at us as they're coming in you have to be still you have to be behind those trees not beside the trees you have to be right behind them uh, just to get them to commit to get closer i know uh, from a rookie standpoint a lot of people want to look at the birds you just want to look and see if oh, they are com- coming in cupping up what kind of bird it what is, kind of bird it is right? yeah you want to and that's so challenging because you know you're really trying to kill those greenheads 
or you know trying to spare the hen if if the opportunity presents itself but you're making all those decisions you're calling the birds in you're trying to give them enough to commit and then in a split second you're trying to figure out which one you're going to shoot how you're going to shoot it uh, who's going to call the shot that kind of thing so you've got to have all that stuff planned out and uh man it when it comes together it comes together Especially when we all hunt three deep, you know, one person's using the jerk rig, the next person's calling, or someone's doing jerk rig and calling. And calling, so, and trying to figure out where your gun is, and yeah. hope that the dog is quiet and oh, not yeah. yelping. And so it's uh, out there in public land, it ain't easy, you yeah. know. You get, you get to private land, you can go out and put your decoys out the night before. Right. You know, go in right. there, and all you got to do is turn on your mojos in the morning. Yep. I will say though, you don't you don't have to have a boat to get out on public land. You just got to get out there and you know, and getting into it, find some places you can walk into. We've we've done it before where we don't go in with a boat, and we still tote all of our decoys. Coleman here, he loves to cook his breakfast, so we don't miss breakfast either on walk-ins. Oh man, he'll tote it all. He'll break his back to get it there and get it back, but we'll get it done. We we had a hunt last year that we walked in. Uh, because the birds were there and we found a spot we walked in and uh oh, it was two miles man we kept on thinking all oh, the spot back there is gonna be better uh, you know we know the birds are here the spot back there we'll just get way back next thing you know way back was like two miles wasn't it yeah, and was two miles. sheet ice you know carrying heck y'all had like 40 some odd pounds of decoys and guns and them dakotas ain't ain't light i'll tell you what no no they're definitely not light and speaking of decoys um what what's your thoughts on decoys, Dylan? How do, how do you ensure that you're gonna trick those birds? I mean, I like I like to cover decoys. I've always liked to cover decoys. It's just kind of what I always hunted with. Um, I just like the the heads on them, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's nice shiny. to keep a quality decoy, uh, and and year after year, you know, value exactly. duck hunting is not cheap by no, any no. means. So value is something you think about, and Can the fact that bag to put them in, you know, right. Um, dangling through the woods brushing up against the trees as you're trying to walk through the stick stuff yep and you can buy replaceable heads with them you know exactly that's you what get i like replaceable heads you know i don't really have much experience with other decoys other than the cheap ones and then you got the dakotas now i know there's some other uh, options out Dignex, there next you know Den, all them but but i kind of stick with what i know uh you guys listening you guys can kind of comment and tell us what you guys what y'all like to hunt with uh how do you rig te- your decoys I'm always rig them Texas rigs, you know. Texas like, rigs. Uh, we found do. that Texas rigs is most versatile for us. You know, you can decide to put your skimmer decoys off a Texas rig and throw them on a spreader or a jerk rig, um, you know, and just kind of be fluid with, with your decoys. Now, for us, we usually run with no more than three dozen. Yeah. The most we'll ever throw out is about three dozen. I'm just not I would big. Say. I'm putting out a ton of decoys. That's just me. I think the biggest thing that we need to do uh, when it's referring to decoys is uh, movement. And your setup. If you can have every single decoy, if you throw 12 decoys out, every single one of them need to be moving. You know, eight of them on a jerk rig, put the other four. Is that is that 12? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's 12. Arkansas math, yeah. you know. But you put the other four right close to the jerk rig, and they're always moving too. So um. y'all might think this is funny, but what do we always do with the new guy? Throw him on the jerk rig. <laughs> oh, huh? dude. Man. We invite someone out. Oh man, man! I tell you what, though, for if you take a new guy with you, 
don't put them on a jerk ring. Let them let them get the experience of hunting and yeah. Um, you know they they're trying to pull a jerk string. They don't know what they're doing and they want to look and see the the ducks coming in yeah. and they want to shoot. But never hide. Well, our our biggest thing I think we all think the same here is uh, we'd like to get more guys into our sport because uh, it's just. Um, a, a small population of hunters are duck hunters and now because we're in arkansas there yeah, seems a like there, there's a lot of duck hunters here which there are but um we're trying to get away from the snobby the hard to approach type duck hunter um, and, and teach somebody something that they can enjoy you know teach them something that they can show their kids and how they can uh, just interact with nature in a different right. realm i mean heck you're talking to a duck you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sometimes you can call in a deer on a deer stand, but uh, or turkeys. But I mean, for us, you're talking to a duck. Like, well, some days it's only like three or four times a day. But <laughs> on a good on a good duck hunting day, you're you're always blowing that call. So I think that's one of the coolest things about duck hunting is getting them to react and getting them to uh, commit. So first thing in the morning, that's the best thing to do and eat. You know, you're sitting there talking to a duck. You can't yeah. see him where he's at. You're just talking to him on the water. Man, uh, we we all work together, and we've got the we've got the itch pretty hard. And uh, just with the cooler mornings coming out and everything going on, we're kind of looking forward to this next duck season. And yesterday, we got an opportunity to go out and shoot at some skeet. And uh, what'd you guys think of yesterday? Was it a good time? How'd oh, you shoot? It was a great time. You know be a lot nicer if it was cooler you know no here kidding. we are day one october we still in the 90s no doubt how'd you uh how'd you think of your performance yesterday I'll let you know who's going to kill the ducks huh? <laughs> yeah mike uh, thinks he's getting he's the best shooter i don't know if my gun's shooting straight i mean yeah. maybe y'all need to get off them pump shotguns and uh get you one of them uh, yeah. semi-automatics oh so for you listeners, we uh, we've got some drastic views of duck guns. Okay, Mr. Mike here, Mike. We call him Money Man Mike for a reason because he is particular about his equipment, and uh, it shows. I mean, he's got a nice rig. Um, and then Dylan, you know, he's just all about function. And yesterday it wasn't functioning too well, was it? Oh shoot, no, Heck no, you know. <laughs> well, SX four sometimes are a good day, got a bad day. Yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with the round that we chose. I mean, yeah, some people don't clean their guns after they shoot either. Oh, see, we'll talk about Dagon Westcott over there. My gun is a tool. Okay, he uses a paddle when they're both. It's a tool. It's a Mossberg Maverick eighty eight cheap old get the job done tool. I've got an extended range choke in that sucker that's rusted in there, (laughs) and you know I think it's time for a change. We'll we'll kind of see what my my wife lets me get away with but uh, oh yeah yep so you know we we covered the decoys we've covered the guns what about uh for these rookie guys what what else can you think of find a buddy that'll let you hunt with them or what yeah i would would start out trying to hunt with a buddy you know so you don't uh don't want to spend too much money in the beginning you may you may not like it you may not like duck hunting like as we do but I promise you, it's the best hunting I think you can do. Um, yeah, deer hunting, it's pretty cool. You kill two, three hundred pound deer, but duck hunting, those things come at you when you're least expecting it. Oh, yeah. It's, breed uh, on the right hand, breed on the left hand, you got a duck coming at you. What do you do? Yeah, well, that's it. The mm-hmm. thing about duck hunting is 
you get multiple opportunities. You know, you go out there, you mess up on a buck or on a turkey, you may not get another opportunity. And, you know, you don't get to sit there and, and chit-chat when the birds aren't in the in the sky. And, uh, you know, you got to you get the opportunity to talk and fellowship with your with your buddies and stuff and uh it's just a you know a good time to spend with your friends and stuff so um yeah i mean yeah the the biggest thing uh one of the good the biggest things i like about duck season is just the camaraderie and the brotherhood that you can build through uh through duck season and um you know we can we'll get out there as early as possible launch at 4 a.m get your stuff set up and then you're sitting around waiting for daylight and just cutting up carrying on and uh man i love that portion and sometimes it's it's raining or uh you're just enduring the elements and just the fact of being out there when it's miserable is fun for me so uh you know we we started this breakfast club outdoors just because we see a lot of people that kind of view duck hunting the way that we do and uh enjoy the experience enjoy uh, scouting for the birds and prepping your gear and and getting getting the job done now for me the job done is not a four or five man limit it's going out having a good time killing a few birds and and being successful you know and successful is relative i'm not looking for these crazy log pictures on instagram i'm looking for a quality time with the buddies and and sharing the sharing the outdoors with them you know and i think we all see eye to eye on that and we're looking to get uh that thought process through other duck hunters as well and get away from you know killing as many birds as possible which is good i mean heck if they're there shoot them and you kill your limits but uh you don't have to really fight the dude next to you to try to get those that done yeah y'all told me when i got out here man these duck hunters in arkansas are crazy yeah and uh, didn't really know what you meant till and opening day last year, and just the attitude everybody has towards everybody else. If you're not with them, you know, it's just it's insane what how people try to beat you to a to a hole, or um, you know, that get so angry over you know what you're doing in your duck hole and not worrying about what they're doing in their duck hole. Yep. You know, so and so on our next episode, we'll kind of talk about how we approach the fellow hunter and and you know you drive up to the ramp and you see a handful of guys at the ramp and uh how you how you go about figuring out where everybody's going and uh what happens when that dude does pull up on you or what happens if somebody beats you to your hole you know and and the conversations that you have with them and see exactly how you can make that work out we had that happen last year we ended up you know making some good friends uh talking to them and ended up hunting with them yep uh we killed some birds and still had a good time. So, yeah. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to make enemies when you uh, go out there just to fight over a duck hole. Or, but uh, you need to make friends and you know pass on information. They might tell you another location of public land they've had great success and send you to uh, another great spot. You know exactly. Well, uh, I think that'll probably do it for us today. Um, you guys, let us know what you think of this episode and, and see if you got any ideas for us and we'll try to better this obviously we're rookies at this whole podcasting thing but hopefully this pans out pretty well and you guys enjoy it 